as one man with one heart, the importance of the love of friends. This podcast is dedicated in love to my dear friend Natanya on the occasion of her birthday and to the grandchildren of Mary Ann Ward. When the children of Israel arrived at Mount Sinai, the Torah says, Vayichen ha'am mul ha'hal, and the people encamped opposite the mountain. But what you can't hear in the English is the fact that the Torah says the word encamped in the singular. The great commentator of the Torah picked up on this word and taught that the people encamped as one body, being as one man with one heart. It is from this teaching that we understand that the revelation of God to the people at Mount Sinai was dependent on their being united. One man with one heart. What sort of unity does this imply? Does this imply blotting out the differences between us? Does it imply crowd subservience to an idea or an ideal? God forbid! Such a unity is a lowering of the human being until he's no longer a reflection of the image of God, but rather resembles one of a herd of sheep. The unity achieved by the people at Mount Sinai is that of mutual responsibility, of giving to each other unconditionally, each man and each woman giving according to the roots of his or her own soul, his or her own capability, his own individuality, her own capacity to love and express love. This is the unity with which the children of Israel encamped at Mount Sinai. It is the unity of giving, of giving each to each other, a unity of mutual caring and responsibility, of rejoicing in each other's pleasures and sharing the burdens of each other's pains and sorrows. It is a giving that stems from the Tzelem Elohim, the image of God within each person. It is the unique expression of each soul, giving out unconditionally that which he or she has uniquely to contribute to those who surround him. It is this unification that provides the vessel for the revelation of the light of God on Mount Sinai. Rabbi Yehudalev Ashlag, the Baal of Sulam, wrote a letter to his disciples as follows. I understand that you are not so much practicing the rectification of the will to receive oneself alone, as it is expressed through the mind and through the heart. Nevertheless, do the best you can, and the salvation of God comes in the twinkling of an eye. But the most important way that stands before you today is in the union of the companions. Make greater and greater efforts in this respect, for it has within it the ability to compensate for all lacks. We need to consider these words very deeply, for there is much wisdom hidden within them. As the sages have taught us, the purpose for which the human being is created is in order to provide a rectified vessel for the light of God by transforming the primordial vessel of receiving with which we are created into a transformed vessel of receiving pleasure and joy but only for the sake of giving to the other. In this way, we transform what is originally a separate, finite and limited vessel 
into a united channel for the influent flow of divine light, which is in Divekut, that is unity with the Creator. To achieve this transformation, we need the guidance of the wisdom of the Torah and the practice of the mitzvot. These have the unique capacity of leading us step by step along the path that we take as souls, incarnation after incarnation. Yet because we are sunk within our wills to receive ourselves alone, and because this is our inborn nature and this is what we know, we find that even the smallest steps along the path are hard for us. The will to receive oneself alone, which is our basic nature, expresses itself through two main channels. As Rabbi Ashlag referred to in his letter, these are the mind and the heart. The mind refers to our desire that we wish to base our actions and our decisions on knowledge and experience. This gives us the feeling that we have control over our lives. This is a very powerful form of the will to receive oneself alone and one which seems to have taken over Western civilization almost completely. Its rectification is the attitude of faith. Faith in the Creator, faith in His goodness, faith in His love, faith that the Holy Blessed One did, does and will do all the acts and everything else is as nothing to the One. We need faith in the Torah and in the wisdom of the true sages and their teachings, that even when we ourselves don't see the point of or understand an event in our lives or the reason for a mitzvah, we can place our trust in the words of the sages and allow their words to influence our lives. In this way, we come to the first level of Dvekut with God, which is Yerat Hashem, the fear of being separate from Him, and of putting our trust in him. The other main expression of the will to receive ourselves alone is our will to receive sensual pleasure. This is called the heart. We are all pleasure seekers. This desire for pleasure stems from the nature of the primordial vessel, the malchut of the end self from which we all come. This vessel was created in response to the light of the Ein Sof, whose purpose is to give joy and pleasure to all created beings. And so we find that looking for pleasure and happiness is a great necessity in our lives. But seeking for pleasure for ourselves alone is a finite vessel that separates us from each other and from the divine. Its rectification, its tikkun, is by giving the pleasure to the other one, to our fellow or to the Creator. It is the practical performance of the mitzvot, whether between each person and his or her fellow, or between each person and the Creator, that help us correct this aspect of the vessel. Yet, the forces that work against each person as an individual to overcome our own wills to receive are formidable. We always have free choice. As the sages taught, a person needs to see himself as half meritorious and half liable. If he does one mitzvah, then happy is he that he tilted the balance for himself to the side of merit. If he does one transgression, then woe is he that he tilted the balance to the side of deficit. In any given moment, our inner balance between good and evil is thus always even. 
And this gives us free choice. But on the other hand, how can we help ourselves? If we want to choose the good, we are always battling an equal and opposite force of evil. The answer comes by joining together with companions on the path. In many of his letters, Rabbi Ashlag urged the students, the companions in the Beit HaMidrash, again and again to work on achieving love of each other. He wrote, Therefore, I surely remind you again the urgency of the matter of loving your companions at this special time, on which all merit of our existence depends, and that will give the measure of our success that is near to us. Therefore, turn aside from all of your other business that seems so important, and place your deepest attention in considering new ways and true ways of connecting your hearts together as one complete heart, that you shall fulfil the scripture and you shall love your neighbour as yourself in simplicity. Also, I have the fullest confidence in your commitment to fulfil my words immediately with true self-sacrifice, and so therefore I request that you should begin in all possible ways and with all effort for each one to love his companion as much as he loves himself, and to feel the sorrow of his companion, and to rejoice with the joy of his companion to the greatest possible extent. And I hope that you will fulfil with this my words, and lift up this issue to its completion. By joining with our companions on the path, we gain connection with the efforts each and every one of us is making to come to the Creator. Rabbi Baruch Shalom writes in the very first article that he wrote in his monumental work of spiritual guidance, the Sefer Ma'amarim, as follows. The human being is created with a vessel that is designated as selfish love. Therefore, if in any particular circumstance he can't see that the result of an action will benefit him, then he finds he's got no motivation to do the action. Not even the slightest movement can he do unless he can see he will benefit from it. So unless he first nullifies his selfish love, it is impossible for him to come to Dvekut with God. Dvekut implies having the same desire that the Creator has of giving unconditionally. Since giving unconditionally is against our nature, we need companions. We need a community so we can all work together to form a great strength in nullifying our will to receive ourselves alone. This will to receive ourselves alone is designated as being evil because it prevents us from actually arriving at the destination for which we, as human beings, were created. We need our community to be made up of individuals who all have the same opinion that we need to attain this particular purpose. And then the strength put out by each individual acts in a synergistic way to create a great strength wherein each member of the community can then use to fight against his own will to receive himself alone, because each one of us is then included in our combined strength. When we come together in this way, each single one of us now has a strong will at his disposal that he can use to come to his destination. However, in order for us to be able to have the use of each other's strength, we each one of us need to nullify our own opinion and give a space to the other. We can do that by considering only the virtue and strength of each of our companions and not by looking at his weaknesses. Because only when we consider the positive aspects of each other can we unite. 
Rabbi Moshe Scheinberger, in this commentary on Toma Devorah, writes as follows. The sages said on Rashi and Leviticus, the situation in which only a few fulfill the Torah is not the same as that when many fulfill the Torah. For the spiritual holiness of the Dveikut of many who are doing the mitzvah joins together synergistically, whether they are praying or whether they are learning the Torah. And when they are so joined, then the brightness of the light of holiness shines forth with a tremendous illumination. This holiness is enormously strong because the holiness of each individual who is striving to come to full consciousness of God absorbs the perfection of the holiness of the others. And thus, each individual who participates in the community shines out to the same extent as the holiness of the community shines out. The soul of Israel is hewn from the quarry of the Torah. Just as all the mitzvot include every other mitzvah, so is all Israel mutually responsible for each other. So the mitzvah of loving your neighbour as yourself helps a person fulfil all the mitzvot. If, for example, the root of a person's soul is quarried from the same quarry as a certain specific mitzvah, let us say the mitzvah of stocker giving charity, then he'll find it easy to be careful in his practice of that mitzvah because it belongs to the root of his essence. But he may well find that a different mitzvah, let's say that of keeping Shabbat, is hard for him. However, by joining in love together with somebody else who has the Shabbat in his root, he'll be able to complete himself with greater ease. And thus the mitzvah of love your neighbour as yourself is the root of the whole Torah. We may certainly ask, why did the Baal Sulam tell us to start the work of as one man with one heart, with our companions along the path? When? Kol Yisrael arevim All Israel are guarantors for each other. The answer is to be found in the story of Mount Sinai. At Mount Sinai, before the giving of the Ten Commandments, God said to Moses to tell the people, And you shall be for me a kingdom of Koanim and a holy nation. And all the people answered Moses and said together, All that God has said we will do. What this means is that all the people agreed on the purpose of receiving the Torah. They all agreed on the ultimate purpose, which is to become a kingdom of Koranim, the priests who serve in God's holy temple. In other words, becoming a kingdom of those who serve God and the people through the virtue of loving kindness and unconditional giving. So, we need to begin our work with others who share our vision and who share our purpose of coming to give unconditionally. These are our companions on the path. And then like a stone, which when thrown into the lake causes ripples to reverberate throughout the lake, more and more will join us until we again come to the revelation of God in the complete redemption when all of humanity will reach the fulfilment of the sage's teaching as one man with one heart. This audio recording is brought to you from Nahorah School, established by Yadida Cohen for the study of the Kabbalah as taught by Rabbi Hudalev Ashlag. Studies with Yadida Cohen are available through the Nahorah School online. Details at www.
www.nohoaschool.com or www.nohoapress.com.